0: have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. netsuite.com slash strange. crime is so commonplace that it takes something especially shocking and horrifying to be labeled the crime of the century. Even so, many of these crimes have been forgotten or lost to history. Until now. Crimes of the Centuries is a new podcast from award-winning reporter Amber Hunt and the Obsessed Network. Each week, Amber takes a deep dive into one of these crimes, telling forgotten true crime tales that you've likely never heard before. Episodes include a 220-year-old murder that brought together Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr as lawyers for the defense. Also, Jazz Age thrill killers, a murdering grandmother, serial killers you've never heard of, and so much more. Crimes of the Centuries rediscovers the true crime stories that shocked the nation. Cases so unbelievable that we thought we'd never forget them, but somehow did. Until now. Hear these stories right now by finding and subscribing to Crimes of the Centuries wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lauren Orton, and this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. If you've ever been around a small child, you know they can get a little fixated on particular subjects. Actually, if you've ever been a small child, and we must assume you have, but if not, do get in touch, because we can probably manage to make an episode about you. Anyway, kids fixate on things, seemingly at random. Fire trucks, dinosaurs, fairies, deep sea animals, their obsessions come in all flavors. Some children switch their fascinations as often as they change their clothes big rig trucks one day and construction vehicles the next. Others though, they lock in say on outer space or ballet and it becomes their thing for months or even years. Toys, games, party themes, the obsession takes form and parents are for better or for worse along for the ride. It's not usually too bad unless you've accidentally exposed your offspring to the cartoon character Caillou. But every so often, there's a child with an interest that seems, well, extra special. Like James Leininger. In 2001, little James, he loved planes. And not just playing plane, zooming through the house, hands-for-wings style. At not quite two years old, James was fascinated with model toys and the real thing. So much so that his father, Bruce Leininger, decided to take him on a little trip. If your toddler is in love with all things aerospace, there's no better place to take him than to an aircraft museum. And that's just what Bruce did. Per the Herald-Standard, Bruce planned a trip to the Kavanaugh Flight Museum in Addison, Texas. It seems that it was a good choice. James loved it all. But, per the standard, James was, quote, mesmerized by the World War II collection. He wanted to spend most of the day in that one giant room, staring at more than 20 vintage planes. Most of the so-called warbirds were still in working order and were flown all over the United States for special demonstrations. And the museum's website even advertises private flights, if your pockets are deep enough. The Leiningers didn't spring for that once-in-a-lifetime experience, but they didn't have to. James was already hooked. In fact, he became not just interested in planes, but obsessed with them, and with World War II aircraft specifically. The Leininger family had moved to Lafayette, Louisiana, sometime after their trip to the Cavanaugh Museum. But James still seemed to remember the details of those planes that he'd seen months before. In fact, according to the Calgary paper, The Red Deer Advocate, he was able to explain them to his mother, Andrea. She remembered a shopping trip with James when he was no older than two and a half and how he caught sight of a toy Warbird on the shelf. She told James, look, it has a bomb on the bottom. He said, that's not a bomb, it's a drop tank. I had no idea what that was, Andrea said. In fact, James seemed to know, well, a lot about airplanes and flight, and not just the general mechanics of the process. His knowledge seemed focused on those same sort of aircraft that had so fascinated him at the museum. The relics from World War II. Per Fox 8 WJW, James had begun drawing planes too, or really, scenes of planes. War scenes. Bombs dropping, swooping aircraft, fighter planes crashing into blue water. Soon after that, his nightmares started. Newspaper accounts vary on James's precise age at this point, but most peg him at between two and three when he began to wake up kicking and screaming. His mother Andrea would describe these episodes as kinds of night terrors. According to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Andrea said he'd never had any kind of nightmares before, and he was difficult to wake from these. Concerned, Bruce and Andrea took James to see the pediatrician, who didn't have any answers. The doctor suggested that they be more careful about the kinds of cartoons they let James watch. Per The Mirror, his daytime play grew more violent. He began reenacting plane crashes again and again, nosediving his toys into the ground. It wasn't TV that was the problem. Per ABC, James watched the Teletubbies and Barney, not World War II documentaries. The trouble was the scene playing in James's head, one he didn't or couldn't describe. Not at first. But, per the mirror, he did begin to talk in his sleep. Andrea said it took her, quote, a few months to work out what her son was crying out in his sleep. Quote, Airplane crash, plane on fire, little man can't get out. Perhaps it was too much time playing with planes. Andrea tried to ask him about these dreams, but her son couldn't tell her much. But, per the Star-Telegram, he did eventually tell his parents one important word. Natoma. Children have nightmares. Wild, vivid dreams. That's not so unusual. And the weird bits of World War II knowledge, like the drop tank, he could have picked those up from his voracious interest in aircraft. After all, it's funny what kids will remember. The names of dozens of dinosaurs, for instance. Maybe that could have been the case for James. Except for one strange thing. James's dreams grew more detailed. There wasn't just a man burning in a falling plane. James himself was falling. He was the man. Or rather, he was another James who'd been on an aircraft carrier called the Natoma Bay, which was stationed in the Pacific. You see, it seems little James Leininger wasn't just having bad dreams. According to his mother, her child seemed to be having, well, memories. They began to quiz him on what he knew about this other James. Not a lot, apparently, though... Per the New York Post, James Leininger did like to sign his drawings with James III, not the third, but three. He was the first James in the Leininger family. The Fort Worth Star Telegram reported that he spoke of flying a Corsair, a popular World War II fighting bomber. Per the mirror, James also remembered a name, a friend maybe, from the Natoma, named Jack Larson. Andrea Leininger told the Mirror that, by then, she was convinced. Her toddler was remembering a past life. He was, somehow, a reincarnated fighter pilot. One who'd also been named James and had, somehow, died in a battle. Andrea tried to get details from James. The Red Deer Advocate recounted this conversation. Got shot. Where? Engine. Engine. Where did it crash? Water. And what about Bruce Leninger? Bruce was, by his own description, a, quote, conservative Christian who did not believe in reincarnation. In fact, he told the Mirror his response was, quote, Bullshit. But the stories kept coming from James. Per the Red Deer Advocate, James sat down to dinner one night and looked at his plate in delight. Meatloaf! I haven't had this since I was on the Natoma. Andrea had never given James meatloaf before. And, per the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, James continued to tell them details about aircraft. Per Fox 8, the plane, a Corsair, quote, took off from a boat named Natoma and was shot down over Chichijima, Japan. Hearing all this, we imagine the Leiningers were, well, if not spooked, then... Very, very surprised. For her part, Andrea was willing to reach out to hypnotists and researchers into past life studies. But Bruce went a different route. He decided to look into James’s claims online with the help of a search engine. As James’s godmother told the telegram, Bruce was no big fan of reincarnation. He actually started researching James’s story in order to debunk it. But that's the funny thing about what Bruce found. According to the Mirror, his inquiries found more information to prove James's stories than to disprove them. He began to look into the Natoma and a battle that would have taken place in Iwo Jima. Per the Mirror, there was such an event. Exactly one pilot died during that fight. James Hurston Jr. According to the Mirror, quote, he was shot down on March 3rd, 1945, while on his 50th mission. Actually, he was already cleared to return to the United States, but had volunteered for that flight. His plane had been shot down and had gone down over Chichijima. Military memorial pages describe him as a very good pilot who tally-hoed, or spotted, many enemy planes, and even one submarine. So... Bruce had found a James. Another James, that is. And that's not all. Bruce was able to track down the name his son James had mentioned, a Jack Larson who had served on the Natoma. Soon, they were finding all sorts of veterans. Bruce even took James to a reunion of the Natoma crew. James's first comment was, according to the Tribune review, They're all so… old. But then James, who was six by that time, spotted a familiar face. Fox 8 reported that he approached one man and said, You're Bob Greenwald. This was, in fact, Bob Greenwald. As should come as absolutely no surprise at this point in the story, James had never met Bob Greenwald before. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? A sister named Anna now a person confronted with such a story hello ma'am we have your reincarnated brother here except he has to go to bed by 8 pm could fairly have any number of reactions but after speaking with the Leiningers Anna was impressed Anna was 90 in 2009 when the mirror interviewed her she said it's very hard to describe but I just can't help but say it has to be true. He knows too many things. For some reason, he knows these things. Some of the things James knew, according to the family's later publications, included specific details of sibling order and talents. But by the time Anna was interviewed in 2009, she couldn't remember the specifics. As you might imagine, James's story once people heard it, made great TV. He was on all the morning talk shows. According to The Mirror, a documentary crew even flew the Lininger family out to Japan to hold a memorial service at the site of the crash. The family claimed that after that event, the bad dreams stopped. In 2009, Bruce wrote a book, Soul Survivor, with the help of a reporter who told the New York Post he was a self-described skeptic who had been convinced. By that point, James was 10 or 11. He didn't actually remember the dreams he'd had as a child. But as his mother told the Tribune Review, he liked old-fashioned things like museums and outdated slang, and he enjoyed hearing stories of the memories. James Hurston's memories he'd had as a child, As his mother Andrea said, he's an old soul. Bruce told Good Morning America, He feels kind of special that he attracts this type of attention, but we don't try and dwell on it. We want him to be who he is and have his own life. He used to be interested in airplanes, but now he's into Star Wars. So that's a development. Of course, not everyone, or even most people, believed the family's story. There are holes to be pointed out. Brian Dunning of Skeptoid points out that Corsairs, the plane that James claimed he flew, didn't actually take off from the Natoma. And he's right. The Fort Worth Star-Telegram addressed that with Bruce, who said he discovered that at the reunion he took James to. But per the telegram, when Bruce dug further, he found out that at James Hurston Jr.'s last assignment, there he'd flown Corsairs. Brian Dunning's bigger concern was that Andrea Leininger had apparently gotten a lot of advice from past life specialists regarding how to handle James. Some of that advice included affirming his belief that he was indeed a reincarnated soldier from World War II. Except, as Brian Dunning pointed out, it was actually Andrea who first used the word reincarnation. James's story had been more fragmented. So, is a past life really what he'd been trying to tell his parents about all those years ago? James Leininger certainly can't tell us. He can't remember. All of his stories are the ones his parents tell him. He says when he's interviewed now, to audiences as large as those who can view Netflix specials, that he believes it. And why wouldn't he? It's the story he grew up with. The question that we're left with, strangers, is this. Even with the skepticism surrounding James Leininger, the idea that maybe his parents just wanted to sell a book or the whole Corsair mix-up, none of that has explained where a toddler got his encyclopedic knowledge of World War II aircraft. Last time we checked, they hadn't to that topic on Nickelodeon. So, maybe James Hurston did get a second chance at life, another flight, in this world. We can only hope, if any of this is true, that the dreams of crashing, of fire, don't follow him into the next one. We hope you'll join us next time for another real-life story from the fine print of America's local papers. From the lives of regular people, just like you and me. Except for one strange thing. Oh, and strangers. One Strange Thing is an entirely independent production. To support the show, and to hear more of the entirely true and enticingly peculiar, join us over on Patreon. There, You'll get ad free early releases of our regular episodes, full length bonus episodes, and plenty of other fun content, all for five bucks a month. There's a link in the show notes.